800-735-0230. That's 1-800-735-0230 for a copy of today's program. Good day. The following is a test of the emergency alert system. You're listening to 94.1 KPFA 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3.01 p.m. Up next is Cover to Cover, Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Stay with us. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is June the 30th, 2009. And of course, you were listening to Michael Jackson. His dates are 1959 to 2009. Yes, good night, sad prince. A thing of beauty, a thing of beauty is a boy forever. As my mother used to say, yes, my mother was fond of the Peter Pan syndrome. I was thinking last night how how Michael might have found a Wendy, that is, someone to run interference for him, a beard. Uh, the mother of two of his children has gone, have got, has gone to court, apparently, to uh, ask for custody of her. Children, I believe that the legal custody has just gone to his mom. Uh, unfortunately, well, unfortunately for me, I guess I'm such a, oh, I'm such a stickler for, 
<laughs> Pinning the blame on someone I watched Michael Jackson's father on television last night, and I just winced. It all came came back to me. Um, my father died in 1961. And I still wake up nights sometimes hearing that voice. Um, and he certainly had his upside. God knows he was a healer. But uh, the voice of the father is... Uh, uh, a friend of mine said, she said, well, she had heard Michael Jackson talking in interviews about his dad and... She, my friend, felt that he understood what hit him, that he understood his father's nature and that uh, he had examined his childhood and his life and that he knew what hit him. Yes, he knew what what had gone down. I don't know. I just cringed. The father said something about uh, giving the kids the education they're supposed to have or something anyway. Uh... Not, not dwell on the sad part. I watched uh, Michael Jackson's videos on the uh, cable television. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, not the karaoke mess, but you get down to the end of the list and you can watch at least, oh, I had a dozen of the videos dating back to 1982. <laughs> I still don't like Thriller, but... It was wonderful to watch them all and see all that electricity and power. Uh, uh, the man in the mirror would still be my pick. I used it for school, I remember, years ago. But uh, I thought about I thought about another casualty of celebrity. Back in the 19th century, remember Oscar Wilde? Now, he told us that art reveals not so much the artist as the spectator. Obviously, I think it it reveals both, but uh, the truth is all of us are in the mirror. The mirrors reflect us on forever. I thought of, uh, what was it, uh, the death of Narcissus. You remember Narcissus, he fell in love with his own reflection. There are some poets or mythologists who believe that Narcissus was in love with his own reflective soul. I think that's fair to say about Michael Jackson. I'm sure Elizabeth Taylor will say as much. Uh, he did individuate, whatever you may think of some of his eccentricities. He certainly became himself his death is now a revelation it uh, tells me mostly who we are the public the mass media is mirroring all these uh, feelings people have uh, all the pundits are uh, seeing him yes they are uh, <laughs> we see the pundits seeing him most of the things they say are generic, you know, all that standard commentary on the price of pain, fame, fame. Did I say the price of pain? Yes. Fame and pain all in the same basket. Um, there's some old Zen Buddhist that I have uh, pinned up on the wall in my uh, living room. He, he has the line, he says, the wisest man is nobody. 
<laughs> better, better not to be known. But then, of course, Michael Jackson said that he he wanted immortality, and he knew that it was his music that would give it to him. Ah, uh, ah, uh, thing of beauty, a boy forever. Yes, I was thinking of uh, not just the Peter Pan syndrome, but uh, the. The lost boyhood thing, um, our culture is now obsessed about dysfunctional families and uh, tragic childhoods. Uh, I was thinking more of the awesome talent that this this guy possessed from the very first moment. It, it was just, just a shock. It was astonishing to watch him. Uh, I know that the abuse of uh, Michael Jackson and his siblings, the abuse by the father when he was teaching them their trade, uh, is the subject and will be the subject of uh, more books than any of us can read. Uh, <laughs> so fashionable. But uh, I was caught by, let's see, something Jackson said in an interview. He said that what may have been hardest, at least for him, was his father's saying to the others, do it like Michael, that is, directing his brothers and sisters to to copy him. Now, that must have made for <laughs> happy, intimate relations with his siblings. Uh, oh, what is it they say about the great, uh, everybody wants a piece of him, <laughs> whether it's... John Lennon, or whether, yes, it's so hard to understand the human psychology behind all this, or not. For some people, I think it's self-evident. Uh, my only thought over the years watching the uh, the whole tragedy play out, I kept thinking, where is Mother? Uh, I would be very interested to hear her story, Michael Jackson's mother. Uh, I don't suppose we'll hear much from her so long as his father lives, but I, I guess there will be scores of books written. So I hope that I hope that she sits down at least um, with an interviewer and tries to tell it like it is, you know, the real story. Everyone thinks they know the real story when we lose an artist. Uh, we all, of course, project our own story. Uh, let us hope that Jackson's doctor is straightforward. Although I think that's unlikely. It never seems to, uh, never seems to be the case. Uh, I'm guessing it's a miracle that Michael Jackson survived to be 50 years of age. I mean, he has looked ghostly and more and more frail in recent years. Uh, that metamorphosis that he went through, uh, of course, he understood better than anyone the value of symbolism, but... Uh, uh, yes, the little, the little white glove. Um, I kept thinking, watching him uh, trying to speak to reporters, that kind of thing, and I, I thought, you know, he needs someone to, uh, someone to cover his back, someone to, who's got his back. His support system might have been a little better. Uh, 
I know that his eccentricities were real, uh, and that the media made meat of them. At every turn, these demigods need protection. You remember, I was thinking of the old Hollywood studio system, you know, where they they gave people a public life, literally put it in the magazines. Uh, but the truth is these people are like royals, and uh, they need trustworthy friends, not sycophants, uh, not people who are uh, using them or... Uh, well, I was thinking of Elvis Presley and his, and the colonel, right, the exploitation. Even with the efforts of an honest staff, it seemed to me that Michael Jackson was out there courting disaster at times. I, I frankly got a kick out of his uh, fairyland, never, never land. Uh, and I imagine he was completely sincere, utterly uh, loving his three children are said to be gentle, sweet souls, uh, speaking several languages, very well behaved. Yes, indeed, his mother has them with her now. Uh, think of the books they're going to write. Of course, they are used to very high maintenance, and there's sure to be stress for them regarding all that custody mess. Surely, uh, Surely, 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 our culture has matured and mellowed regarding all this family dysfunction stuff. The, you know, the New Age philosophy is seeping in, uh, all this pathology about parenting, about the first years of life imprinting people forever. Uh, I think it's clear that Michael Jackson was one of those trying not to repeat his parents' mistakes, that is, to give his children an ideal uh, childhood. Although, I don't know, several times I've heard him express a certain gratitude to his father for the discipline that uh, he and his uh, siblings received. Obviously, Michael Jackson uh, didn't use a belt on his children, as his father did, however... Like uh, so many of us today, so many people we see everywhere, uh, he doesn't seem to be suited to, uh, what is that, uh, uh, a conventional marriage. He did not find a partner or soulmate, not someone to share the parenting. Some people call this his megalomania. <laughs> I, I watched an interview last night. And the um, snotty fellow interviewing Michael Jackson asked him, uh, didn't he think that his children needed a mother, and didn't they ask for their mother? And uh, <laughs> Jackson seemed mildly piqued. He said that, of course, there were role models, women everywhere, every hour of the day, caring for his children. Uh Sometimes my social worker, school teacher instincts kick in when I think, uh, I think about these unique cases. Uh, I always think how these superstars might direct their energy, their great love for mankind and for children. Uh, I guess I expect them all to be Oprah Winfrey. Um, Michael Jackson certainly did his civic duty. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. 
is not what we call, uh, what do we call that? Uh, I think she's a great actress, but mostly she has understood that uh, being a great human being may be the first order of business. Uh, Michael Jackson was certainly not a saint. That was not his role. Like Elvis Presley, he achieved his legendary status while he was still alive. I'm one of those, I think it must be my great age, uh, who identified closely or more closely with Elvis Presley. I think probably because of his love for his mother. Uh, and I think, well, actually my romantic years were the Elvis Presley years, but I didn't appreciate him while he was alive. I didn't get it. I didn't get Marilyn Monroe. Uh, maybe in 10 or 20 years I will, if I'm still alive, doubtful, but I, I think I might come to understand the magic that uh, Michael Jackson has. What is that? Uh, has, he's, he's spread it around the entire globe. Never before have so many people been able to live their lives vicariously through one artist. Uh, but then, of course, on the other side, there's the puritanical culture and the American uh, judgmental <laughs> effort. I don't... Well, what is it? We we simply want to um, is it, set them up and knock them down. I always think it makes a sort of sense when you're dealing with the politicians. I think of the Bill Clintons and, of course... Our good Barack, uh, surely, surely, uh, someone, somewhere will find a way to, <laughs> to take, take some of the gloss, some of the shine off Barack. Uh, but artists, I mean, let's face it, I, I think they're the last people we can expect, uh, what is that, um, responsible or respectable behavior from, let's face it, Picasso's sex life is no threat to national security. Uh, not even Woody Allen's, although there are people who uh, insist that personal values are political values. And God knows there's plenty of truth in that, whether or not Michael Jackson crossed the line with the boys, um, that will be an issue. Uh, it will be an issue for some folks forever. But I, I don't see how anyone will ever be able to sort it out. All I know is that the millions of dollars, that is the money that Jackson paid out, seems to me to blur the, uh, the motivation, the charges there. Uh, surely he was a target. Um, who could resist trying to get some cash? I don't know. I think Elizabeth Taylor will come along and explain all of the the story, the backstage story. For most of us, I just see it as emblematic or symbolic part of the great American tragedy. Uh, we... We surround our idols with all our hopes and dreams. You know, they give us the the beauty of our lives. And then for some peculiar reason, 
we want to devour them, pop stars, politicians, whatever uh, was the custom in ancient times, you know, to kill and eat the leader every eight years. Um, some folks don't allow this. Some artists are tough survivors. Uh, who knows why? I think, uh, I'm sure we all have opinions about why Barbara Streisand grows old in wisdom and Judy Garland crashes out. Childhood trauma always gets a nod. Uh, yes, an alcoholic parent is my favorite. <laughs> but, of course, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, had an alcoholic parent. So did Drew Barrymore. And they did just fine. Uh, I think if anyone wants to point fingers, if anyone wants a number one culprit, let's blame chemistry, drugs, painkillers. Uh, yes, I got up this morning and took a couple myself. I just thought, well, <laughs> at my age, what difference does it make? Uh, the truth is that these super people, these mega stars, are under the kind of stress that it seems to me uh, is beyond human endurance. Uh, and they are, of course, devoured literally by their work. I was watching uh, Michael Jackson doing a session. He was dancing and talking about uh, finding the feeling. And I remember the years when I actually tried to make it on stage. I remember watching dancers. Uh, I did a little modern dance in college and then taught it for a few years. And let's face it... Um, this is not the sort of thing for ordinary folk. Uh, the gift that artists are is so precious. That's why I always think they should be surrounded by people to help them and run interference for them. Uh, the world has so much need of their genius. I crave the joy and the spirit. Uh, I mean, the minute I'm down, I snap on the telly or I put on a tape and you know, sink into all that ecstasy. Uh, so strange how many people blame artists for their all-too-human qualities, yes. Like the ancient gods, they have their tragic flaws, and I think they should be permitted them. I think they should be indulged, in fact. Except, of course, let's see, when they do uh, the, what is that, uh, the ugly things. Somebody somewhere once said that uh, art is always beyond, beyond morality, but it's never above it. I think that was Garcia Lorca, somebody, uh, or no, I think it was uh, Neruda, uh, the poet, Pablo Neruda. Someone said to him that uh, he had... Um, he had uh, compromised his art by writing so much political poetry in the academics and said he was being entirely too political. He said, you think I want to please them? <laughs> anyway, my gratitude is so immense. Uh, I think that the creative people among us resurrect us. It's the renaissance, the rebirth. We need them every day to escape from the dark. I remember realizing once, watching Elvis Presley, that that man, that fellow, was Eros. He was a personification 
of the erotic truth of Dionysus. Same goes for Edith Piaf, the goddess of love. <laughs> I think, yes. Actually, some people think Marilyn Monroe was the goddess of love. I think of Janis Joplin and Bob Marley and Billie Holiday and Charlie Parker, all the demigods who took it to the edge. My engineer, Veronica, looked up their ages for me. I was thinking that Elvis Presley lived to be 47. She says only 42 years on this earth. Edith Piaf, I think, 48. Janis Joplin and Bob Marley in their late 20s. Like flames uh, in the wind. Yes, candles in the wind. Billie Holiday, Charlie Parker, once again, substance abuse. I don't know, you know, those people who are super sensitive simply have to have painkillers. Uh, actually, I remember thinking that John Lennon was literally killed by his public. Yoko Ono might have saved him, might have saved him if there hadn't been for that one one vicious fan. Uh, some of them seem to court destruction. I remember wondering why Lenny Bruce felt that he had to be uh, crucified or crucify himself. Image of Lenny Bruce on the bathroom floor, all the weight and the drugs. Uh, I think of Oscar Wilde insisting on going to prison, martyring himself, uh, ruining his family. and I don't know, I think they, they were after a kind of sainthood. Uh, maybe they were after Christ consciousness. Oscar Wilde found it in jail. He wrote something called, yes, uh, De Profundus, a letter he wrote from jail uh, in which he tried to talk about the artist and the saint. Uh, Christ, yes. Uh, Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Oh, how long has she been gone, Veronica? It's this year, yes? Yes, exactly. I'm still mourning, Jennifer. A tough one, a tough one. I watched an interview the other night. Uh, she was, who was she talking to? I don't remember who the interviewer was. But she was still, still trying, what is that, trying to give, trying to show how, um, what is it, where the power came from. There was, did, oh dear, we're almost through, folks, and I, I just had one minute I was going to tell you about why Bob Dylan and Joan Baez come to mind. They've got a secret. Looks like they're going to be the ones to survive. <laughs> I don't know. They are wunderkinds, and let us hope that more and more people, uh, can, what is it, evolve, get to a stage of consciousness where they don't let the world eat them alive. Uh, anyway, holistic living. Holistic living is the first order of business. Uh, I was thinking again, just keep them away from those nasty chemicals. Okay, folks, we'll go out and buy a bottle of vitamins. That's what I'm going to do today. Michael Jackson's father was on telly and he said, the interviewer said, how was Michael's health at the end? And his father said, oh, he's perfectly healthy. Oh, 
Oh, this has been Jennifer Stone. I'll be back on the air Thursday morning at 8.20. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, for God's sakes, go as easy as you can. fundraising plea. It's a political alert from Pacifica Radio Network to you, KPFA listeners and California activists. This year marks the 60th anniversary of the Pacifica Foundation, a beacon for listener-supported, non-commercial free media since 1949. You can help keep KPFA radio alive and get your voice heard by running for your KPFA station board and voting for the listener candidates. Nominations are now open for the 2009 KPFA local board election. As part of the board, you will help ensure that KPFA programming continues to represent the diverse voices of our community. Please visit pacifica.org slash elections for more information and contact the KPFA election supervisor to receive a nomination package by writing an email to election at kpfa.org or calling 510-848-6767 extension 626. This is 94.1 KPFA, 89.3 KPFB. 88.1 KFCF in Fresno and online at kpfa.org. Up next is FSRN at 3.30. Stay with us.